BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Are you like me and thought one day, I want to start a podcast? Well, it's easy. All you do is go to Anchor FM and sign up for free. Then all you do is you can record from your computer or your phone. And next thing you know, all you do is upload your episode. And then like magic, Anchor just goes and releases it everywhere to Apple, to Spotify. You name it, it releases it there. It's easy. It's simple. It's fun to use. And like me, I'm not very technical oriented. Again easy not like the rapper but it's easy if you get what i mean so again go to anchor fm sign up and uh start being a content or podcast creator today such thing as death. Life is only a dream, and we are the imagination of ourselves. Welcome to My Third Eye, prying open your thought, truth, and reality, questioning everything and anything from conspiracies, cryptic, spiritual, natural healing, and everything else there is to encounter. Everything we think is not real, just might be real. Welcome to My Third Eye. Believe, like, 
it's an energy, man. Like you gotta be good to them and treat them good, and they will do the same for you. And he's like, oh, whatever. Like that's just bullshit. Like, bro, how do you grow mushrooms and not believe in any of this woo-woo stuff? Like, right. it's not possible. Did, so, did you and Whitney talk about when she grew mushrooms? I don't believe we did. I think I told her about me getting doing it for a while, and that was okay, another yeah. reason she, she had a similar experience with. Uh, like she'd walk into the room and she knew that there was an energy presence in that room and, mm -hmm. it, and it was the mushrooms. It was the same thing for me. And it was weird. Cause it was like, I would go to sleep and sometimes I would like fall asleep in that room and I would have like dreams where they'd be like talking to me, but only when I fell asleep in that room and shit like that. So. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the weekly episode of my third eye. This week's guest is Shane Jones from Inquiries of Our Reality and also one half of Bizarre Encounters with myself. Uh, so we got a chance to sit down and, and record an episode not that long ago and, you know, shoot the shit. I was on his show and, and wanted him on mine and, you know, here here in the future, um, probably trying to think. When this, when this drops, start looking for... Uh, an episode from Bizarre Encounters, the first week, well, here, probably in the next few days. Uh, we were going to, we're launching, going to try and launch in September. So, you know, like I said, keep a, keep an eye out for that. If you've, if you've had a Bizarre Encounter, get a hold of us. Heck, I mean, even if you want to be on this show and you've had a Bizarre Encounter, get a hold of me. Um, but yeah, keep a lookout for that. Look out for Open Minds Media. Um, big, big proponent of, uh, you know, free thinkers over there. So it's a, it's a good little, good little club of, of men and, and women and creators uh, and artists and whatever else, you know, Shane and, and, uh, Kyle Rainey from the big dumb podcast want to put together over there. So, you know, shout out to you guys. Uh, also, um, trying to think, yes, that's right. Go over to Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash my third eye. We'll get you all full episodes of you know, this episode, all full episodes of Talk at the Tavern, any bonus content. There's a three and five dollar tier. Go go have fun over there. Also, you know, hit me up on uh, Instagram and don't forget to go to Apple iTunes and leave a five star rating and review and just go over to Spotify, leave a five star and walk away. You don't even have to write a review. It takes like two seconds. And if you can hear my dogs in the background, I do apologize. Uh, they're playing. And, uh, you know, they're, they're just excited to be dogs. You know, who doesn't love, a, who doesn't love dogs? I mean, come on. It'd be a little sus if you didn't, but, uh, anyway, I'll shut my mouth. Uh, keep, keep a lookout for some other new and exciting adventures coming down the pike. And, uh, yeah, you know, so that's that. And, um, yeah, if you want to be a guest, get a hold of me, uh, my third iPod at gmail.com or Instagram, my third podcast. uh, I'm going to shut up now, let you enjoy this episode of My Third Eye with Shane Jones. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode, a fun episode of My Third Eye. Today's guest is Shane Jones from Inquiries of Our Reality. Uh, you've heard him on, on the tavern a couple times, and uh, I figured, hey, you want to come back on, on the regular show? I did an episode on his show, so here we are. What's up, Shane? Of course, man. I had to come and bounce on your show for a little bit. Got to oh, yeah. gotta get my feelers out a little bit of everywhere and just uh, have some fun, entertaining conversations in the process. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so what? So what's new over at uh, Inquiries? 
Uh, let's see. We got a lot of fun stuff going on between all the all the ventures I'm involved in, I guess you could say. Um, Anchors of Our Reality. I'm still posting the usual two episodes a week. If anybody wants to come check it out that isn't already listening to my show, um, they usually drop Mondays and Fridays. Um, I also do a side swapcast style show. So that's if anybody asks why it's on our feeds rather than its own feed. Uh, Kyle Rainey from the Big Dumb Podcast and I do a show called Big Dumb Inquiries. Um, and that is, like I said, a swapcast show where it's on both of our feeds. And it's kind of just like everybody brings clips. We have a guest and we just get into an open discussion about each individual clip answering questions. Um, not sure when this comes out, but the name may or may not change depending on if Kyle changes his name. Um, we're either going to one, put it on its own feed and still call it Big Dumb Inquiries, or two, we're going to adjust the name so it still has both of our names in the title and then continue it on a swap cast. But people may already see what's going on by the time this episode comes out. But if not, you know, just keep that in mind. So if you see it pop away or the name change, that's what's going on with that. Um, I guess before I get into the community stuff, we should probably take the moment to talk about our new show, of course. Uh, we got Bizarre Encounters now. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait. And uh, again, not sure when this episode drops, but that will first episode of that will be available at the beginning of September. So mm-hmm. whether this is before or after that, definitely go check out Bizarre Encounters. And by then, we should be available across all streaming platforms because I'm just trying to set up the last one or two getting approved and then we're out across everything. Nice, nice. Yeah, I can't wait to do it. I know we have some good guests uh, lined up. And uh, yeah, I mean... My listeners, you know, if you, I, I've been teasing this for a little while and 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 plugging it, you know, get a hold of us. You know, it's it's bizarre encounters at uh, outlook.com for the email and and look us up on on uh, Instagram as well. So, you know, we plan on getting getting jiggy with some bizarre encounters for sure. So we've had a lot of really interesting people hit us up to be on the show. We got a lot of awesome people on the way, and uh, also if anybody again um, wants to be. Once their story told on the show, but they don't want to be on the show. We want to do a segment in the beginning where we basically read people's stories. Even if you aren't comfortable putting your name, you can change names in it. Um, if you don't want to type it out, you can voice record yourself and we'll put it through a transcript thing, get it all as text, change the names, like I said, if you want, and then we'll read it in the beginning of the show. So if anybody's interested in that, find us on social media, um, go on our link tree and do the submission requests and send us an email or send us an email directly at bizarreencounters@outlook.com. Or even you can go to Inquiries of Our Reality or My Third Eye. Shoot us a message. We've got a million different avenues to come and contact us. And we definitely want to hear your stories, even if you don't want to be on the show. But if you do want to be on the show, just let us know you want to be on the show and we'll set something up. Absolutely. So uh, what's going on with... Uh, you have another project that you're doing, uh, Open, Open Minds Media. Yes, sir. OMM. I, uh, it's another one with Kyle. Uh, we're both like the co-founders, I guess you could say, of it. Um, always expanding. We got some awesome people, of course, including yourself, mm-hmm. um, that's involved in it. Um, Bizarre Encounters will also be involved in it. And in the process, it's created a lot of waves where I have a podcaster that a lot of people respect that's harassing me and shooting me messages harassing my kids and uh, just sending me very, very rude messages. And I haven't responded once to the guy. And I'm sure a lot of people know who he is. But yeah, as soon as you threaten my kids, that's why I'm going to start talking about you on shows. So now we have a fucking problem. But that's nope. besides the point. It's creating waves, which again, shows that we're doing something right here. So we're just going to keep expanding, put that shit out of our minds, not worry about what other people are doing, because that's not what we're about. We're just trying to create something for ourselves, regardless of what other people think of it. And it's just going to be a fun community. We don't want any arguing. We don't want any people 
being assholes to each other in it. That's some of the rules um, that we have up at the top is uh, basically about just respecting the others in the community because that's what we want. Um, pull away from the egotistical side of podcasting for once. Um, as far as like creators go, um, we have podcasters, musicians, um, video creators, just a whole different, anybody that could be considered a creator that is an open-minded type person. Um, come, come hop in the community. We got the creator discord, which is all the like technical questions, help things like that. Um, we got the listener side on discord, which is where all the like topic chat conversation style things are. Um, I also added something down at the bottom that's called ask a creator, which it'll say like, ask a podcaster, ask a video creator, ask a paranormal researcher, like whatever they happen to be. And if uh, you're a listener who's interested in getting into the other side of being creator of some way, shape or form. Uh, just drop a message on there and somebody that fits into that category will respond back to you and hopefully help you out and you, you can help build up your podcast. And also on the listener side, uh, we also have the Open Minds Media featured content feed, which should be available now across all normal podcast platforms. Um, the whole idea of that is that we do a mini bio about a creator each week. Um, we upload usually their favorite personal episode, and it's just supposed to be a place that listeners can go to to discover new podcasts. Um, learn about new people, find new shows they like, just to, and get to know the the uh, the creators a little bit too between the bio and everything. And if you're also interested, that's also available through the Instagram, where all the bio stuff is typed out. Um, so you can come and check it out, and it'll also have the link to the episode. If anybody just wants to come and follow on social media, you'll get all the updates and all the ever exciting, fun things going on with Open Minds Media. And without giving away too much information, uh, we have another big team up that's happening with open minds media so expect that in the next few months it's gonna hopefully the next few months maybe we'll, we'll play it out by year see how it plays out but there's going to be a continuous expansion of open minds media so everybody be prepared to know that the, me the community where it sits now isn't where it's going to be it's going to keep expanding and it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and better that's awesome to hear and uh i can't thank you and kyle enough for for creating uh, a platform and an, and, a, and an outlook for for podcasters such as myself and, and, and other creators and uh, to get away from some of the negativity that does float around out there. Uh, my listeners, you know, it, it, it's no secret. You know, I, I don't listen to, to a certain big, you know, conspiracy podcast anymore for, you know, kind of personal reasons. I, I guess I could say I take it personally, you know, because it happened to a friend of mine and uh, an, another creator that he just he, he's not who he says he is. And, uh, I don't have time for that, you know, and, and, you know, I, I don't touch on it a lot, but you know, Hey, I'm an empath. And when I pick up on weird energy off people and I did off this dude, you know, uh, I picked up on it for a reason. And, uh, yeah, well, it it's shows something that you and I are both empaths and we both got the same exact vibe from him. We kind of had one of those click moments where like, mm -hmm. all right, do you feel this way? Cause I feel this way. So yeah. again, it kind of just reiterates, empaths if two of them are feeling the same thing about the same thing same person it's almost like animals you know like mm -hmm. people have that sense to be able to tell who's good and who's bad it's just people lose track of that along the way and they don't follow their guts but empath type people know to follow their gut so if they get a bad vibe from somebody just like a dog does in their first interaction like even if that person's super fucking nice and sweet like they know something's up with them it's it's a natural thing that everybody has and you just have to learn to get back in touch with it oh absolutely and, uh, you know, it, and it, trust me, I think everybody ha has, a uh, an ability to be, be, be an empath. You just have to touch into and, and pay attention to certain feelings that you're feeling, you know, not, not everything is, uh, you're having a, 
an anxiety attack or, or, or whatever, you know, because for the longest time, I'll be honest, I, that's what I thought it was, you know, and, you know, once you start honing in on it and, and really paying attention to it, you can really start figuring out how to guide yourself, you know, through life and, and in any heck, even through a grocery store, you know, because when you fully become aware of it, I mean, it, it can be really overwhelming with the amount of energy flow that comes in and out and the conversations just start amplifying from everywhere around. It's like you hear all the conversations at one time, but once you really kind of figure out how to start to control that, man, it's a fucking beautiful thing. You know what I mean? Dude, I always say it's kind of like having an overthinking mind. The way that I always, because I have a crazy overthinking mind. I didn't know how to deal with it for a very long time. And the best way I can relate it is imagine going up to your work at a machine factory and you go up to this super fucking complicated machine. It's overwhelming. You don't know what to do. You start freaking out. But once you understand how to use that machine, then it flows like a breeze and you can do things that you couldn't even imagine that you could do. So my whole process that I like to say, just like being an empath, just like being an overthinker, it's an awesome tool. You just have to figure out how to use and control it properly to not drive yourself crazy with it. You know, oh, like absolutely. avoid, use it for the aspect of judging energy to know who, who to talk to and who not to talk to. Um, use it for the sake of knowing which people to avoid again. Um, same with like the overthinking mind too. It's like you can overthink about situations that have happened in the past. You can overthink about, did I have a bad interaction with this person to have a bad interaction with that person? The mental trick I found is to find things that your brain enjoys so that you can overthink about those and not have time to overthink about stupid shit. So coming from somebody that, again, was like that, I would overthink every interaction I had. It became very socially awkward. Um, I decided to flip my overthinking mind into thinking about just deep, intricate, philosophical concepts most of the time is usually my thing. Cryptids, anything like that. And because of me kind of learning how to flip that switch and use the machine properly, it was part of the reason why I started my podcast because I was able to do all these types of things and not drive myself crazy um, in the aspect of overthinking or crazy in the aspect of blackpilling yourself because you're thinking about it too much. <laughs> yeah. So I always like to keep the balance where I'll get into some dark concepts. I'll get into the pedophile rings, the elite rings, all that kind of shit. But on the lighter side, I'll also follow just like the weird phenomenon stories, bizarre encounters, like, you know, we keep kind of mentioning um, because I mean, some of the Bigfoot stories are dark, but then other ones are just interesting interactions and same mm -hmm. with like, it's um, like deep, like theories of like reality. Like some people might perceive them as depressing, but if you don't see them that way, you kind of see them as like an expanding idea, then, you know, you can keep your mind out of the black pill concept by kind of bouncing between like something dark, something that's more on the light side of things, you know, just cryptids, just different shit that interests you, but all kind of stay within the same realm of thinking, I guess. But awesome. Give yourself some balance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. And, uh, I also will like to tease the listeners. Uh, I, I do it in, in my, my intros a lot. Uh, I do have an affiliate coming to the, uh, my podcast, but I have a feeling that, it will be coming to uh, bizarre encounters as well. So when that finally launches and drops, is it the thing you know, that you've been talking about for a while? Yeah, yeah, for I'll a say while. That may also more... be part of increase of our reality too, depending on what happens with it. I don't know oh, much nice. of information about it, but Ryan asked me, you've asked me, so I'm sure it may or may not, depending on what it is. Of course, you know, yes. I'm always going to back you guys up, but it'll probably be included on increase of our reality also. <laughs> nice, and uh, it, I, I. I let Ryan do more of the, the, the mouth work with it because, you know, he, he's good. You know what I mean? He, he knows how to sell his shirts. He knows how to sell products and what have you. And, 
And uh, yeah, so, you know, there's something coming. Uh, just be patient. You know, it, good things take time. So kind of crazy how you can have somebody that's established, but, you know, weird how humble they can weirdly be. There's mm. a lot of people that have way less listeners, way less followers or way less humble. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And again, those people can go suck a donkey dick because, you know, I, I don't care how big I get. I'm always going to remember that someone gave me a ha hand up and, and helped me start my shit. And if anybody wants to reach out and, and needs help, yeah, I'll, I'll help you. You know what I mean? The only thing I want is, hey, thank you. That's it. Shit. Same with me, dude. No fake anything up front. Like if anybody has any questions, I'm going to do everything in my power to come help you because that's the type of person I am. I'm not mm -hmm. going to ignore you because I don't see you as important. Um, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. You could be a listener, another podcaster, whatever. If anybody ever needs anything and I have it in my power to do it, I'm going to go out of my way to do it for you just because I care about everybody in this community, listeners and other podcasters and video creators, any, any type of creator, man. I care about everybody that's in this open-minded type community. So anything I can do to help, all you got to do is ask. Same with ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you, hell, you've helped me, you know, hell, even with the bizarre encounters. I mean, you've done most of the, uh, you know, the, the technical side of work, you know, to it. Uh, there were some things you asked me to do and I'm like, dude, you know how long it took me to get on freaking Apple and figure that motherfucker out? Oh, dude. And, oh man, it was a nightmare. And I was like, I can try again. You know, I'm sitting there thinking, God, that was so long ago. Am I going to remember exactly how I did it and this and that, but you know, Hey, you took care of it. And you know, we each play off our strong parts and, uh, you know, each other's, you know, I have weaknesses that you, you were stronger in same, same with, you know, you and me, you know, we just balance each other out, you know, make it oh, happen. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm not bad at talking by any means, of course, cause I do my own show and stuff, but I definitely am pretty good with, a, I guess, behind the scenes type work when it comes to podcasts, I figured mm -hmm. out a lot of it. And again, going back to that whole concept, if anybody needs any help with that kind of shit, you know, my show's roughly six, seven months old now, but I've done a lot of research on this stuff. So anything I can do to help, like I'm more than happy to help with all the behind the scenes work. Oh, hell yeah. And, uh, moving on, uh, to that or not to that, but from that, um, while we're on a kind of the topic of cryptids, do you have a favorite cryptid? That's a hard answer to pick, man. Cause it kind yeah, of depends. I, know. I hate when people ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> like, of course I'm crazy fascinated in Bigfoot. Um, just because of the whole aspect of it, uh, could possibly be interdimensional could be something that's naturally already here mm -hmm. um and it could be also like like there's just so much ambiance to the whole bigfoot scenario that it's like there's just so much to look into so it's like you go yeah. on that one forever but as far as like i guess less popular cryptids that i find fascinating um let's see which one i like looking into like all those super weird cryptids that aren't known like when i was looking into that I, I think i mentioned before was this like madagascar uh human eating plant because yeah. i like the theory behind it because there are plants that are carnivorous mm -hmm. so theoretically if there was a plant that had the ability to eat people and they claim that it existed a couple hundred years ago um i feel like there's a good probability of it actually existing just because of the fact of like people now if there was a carnivorous plant that would just kill people. You can't tell me that we wouldn't go out of our way to push it into extinction. So, Oh yeah, totally. <clears throat> it fits, it fits the narrative on it. So I was like looking into all the weird stuff that nobody has any recent views on because I feel like that's just probable that we possibly hunted them out of extinction going into the whole like giants concept, possibly, you know, like mm. maybe humans hunted them out of extinction because their back was against the ropes, you know, like 
you're going by biblical shit, like Goliath could have theoretically been the last giant or going in back into the Bigfoot shit. The giants could have became Bigfoots. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that's a whole big rabbit hole um, that you can get into. Uh, Gary Wayne does a really good presentation on that with the, his Genesis six conspiracy with the Nephilim and what have you. And you know, one day you can think Bigfoot's this, the next day you're going to think it's something completely different. You know what I mean? It, it, it's all a day-to-day basis on, especially with me, like, is he interdimensional? Is he a physical creature? Is he, you know, a branch of the Nephilim? You know, there's so many different variations know. too, yeah. that it's like, it opens up a whole other chain of thought that it's like a Yeti would still be considered a Bigfoot, but it's like an Arctic Bigfoot. And then there's like the aggressive, like brown Bigfoots. And then there's like the ones that they reference that are like lighter hair colored that seem not as aggressive most of the time, mm-hmm. I guess. But that fits into the whole narrative of the orange haired giants because orange couple generations later can start turning into like a like a lightish brown kind of color so who's to say that all these theories may be true and they intermix with each other like there could have been some type of bigfoot race and then there was like a nephilim race or a giant race and then they bred with each other because they were compatible and then it continued on with genetics down the line like there's so many different variations that could come into play here because of all the different species just like humans you know there's different races of humans there's different races of bigfoot (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh yeah totally and most uh-huh. of the encounters for people that don't necessarily believe in that seem very specific to regions. Like if they're known for having like dark, aggressive Bigfoots, that seems to be the majority of what people find in that whole area. If they mm-hmm. have the light haired, less aggressive Bigfoots, they seem to find them kind of all pushing the same area, which I feel like gives a little bit of a push to the story being either one. It's people just going off of stories that they previously heard, which I don't necessarily like to put people's stories down until I can actually see them and I can tell off their expressions like what they believe is true or what they think is like however you want to word it but um yeah it's just there's so many it it just kind of gives a little bit more oomph to the probability if they are specific to regions and people's sightings are specific to regions you know oh absolutely well and speaking of regions i mean you're you're right in the heart of dogman country so yeah i I was gonna say that's our uh (laughs) home bigfoot or not bigfoot but home cryptid yeah. The weird part about it, which kind of sucks, but is interesting at the same time, is that it only appears every 10 years that end with seven. Mm, that is so, crazy. So 2027, I'm going to be on the uh, northwestern side of the state in the areas that they're seeing, hopefully trying to do a little bit of, little bit of dog man hunting. <laughs> Take a gun. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> but I mean, the fact that it comes back every 10 years... Um, Again, everybody has different opinions on it. I don't embrace necessarily either side because I like to entertain both theories that all these cryptids could be a natural thing or they could be an interdimensional thing. But particularly when something only shows up every 10 years ending with seven, that kind of makes me lean, at least in that particular case, more towards the interdimensional theory because maybe there's some type of like rift or something that only opens every 10 years. But it's just kind of weird that there's only sightings every 10 years ending with seven. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's some kind of like rift background to that, you know? Oh, totally. And I'm trying to think, it could have been one of your episodes. Uh, the guest was talking about the trees being a portal uh, to different dimensions. And I forget the I forget the topic of what it was. It had to do with Bigfoot were, and, and Sasquatch. Were we talking about the Australian Bigfoot where there was like the, um, the whatever you want to call them, Aboriginal shaman, whatever you want to call them, that was talking about like the veils? that he can like disappear and like reappear behind the group and stuff. Cause I think that was the story I was telling you when I uh, had you on my show. Okay. Yeah. M- yeah. Maybe that 
Jeez, yeah, they, it all blends to fucking gather after a certain point. It's like, was that an episode that I was listening to? You know, but it was a neat theory because, you know, natives and Aboriginal people have always held trees to a, a, a certain, you know, regard uh, of, of the forest. And then you, that ties into, you know, fungi, you know, being connected with the mycelium to the trees as well. And there's a lot of weird things with, you know, fungi, not just getting tripped, you know, tripped out and what have you, but, you know, just the way they communicate, the, the way their, their organism is as a whole, you know, they have a DNA structure. They don't have, they, they don't have like a normal plant-based cell structure. I mean, it's, it's just fucking wild. I would love to jump onto the mushroom conversation, but before we do that, I was wanting to mention that with Bigfoot, one thing that I've always kind of saw is like a possibility is that there's active camouflage within nature mm-hmm. it may not be with like animals that have hair necessarily that we know of but there's chameleons that can actively camouflage themselves there's octopus that can actively camouflage mm-hmm. themselves so theoretically if you want to pull it away from the whole interdimensional concept because like i said it kind of depends on the week the day i kind of bounce back and forth so i'm not really on either side of it but uh going into like the more natural side of bigfoot just being here and being something that's solid within this reality. Um, what if it's just something that has the ability to active camouflage with its hair? Like, yeah. and it's not that, that they is a- disappear. They just, you just can't see them or they have the ability to hide behind like a light spectrum that you may not be able to see, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I forget the percentage of the light spectrum we see. It's not, it's not very much compared to animals. I think it's like 7% or something like that. If I'm not something mistaken, like it's like crazy low. But, but I mean, these can see ultraviolet, like other animals yeah. can see shit like that. Um, like who's there's a lot around us that we can't see. So like I always like to bring up too, even talking about the people that kind of get the vibes and like auras from people. Um, animals can sense that type of thing off of like, you know, just having different like cones in their eyes to have different vision and shit like that. So like who's to say that people don't do the same thing? We do give off an aura that maybe other animals can see, and that's why dogs will like look at somebody and just be like, "No, fuck that shit. I know to avoid mm-hmm. you." And then maybe some people are in tune with it. So I try not to discredit anybody that says that they see auras, things like that, because, like, who fucking knows, man? Like, it's not in our light spectrum possibly to be able to tell. Just because yeah. we can't see it doesn't mean that bees or not bees that flowers don't give off ultraviolet light to attract uh, bees. Yeah, yeah, and you know, there's been many many guests on Sasquatch Chronicles that have talked about how, you know, they, they, they see this Sasquatch and it, and it almost cloaks itself and it, and it, is it ref, refracting, you know, the lights with its, you know, its fur, its hair or whatever, you know, it, could its hair be, you know, completely different than, you know, human hair or normal animal hair. And, and that's a great possibility, you know, because at the end of the day, we don't know. No, nobody has one that we know of well maybe the smithsonian but they lie a lot so hey man and who's to even say that even if you go into the interdimensional concept it doesn't even necessarily mean that they know or see themselves as interdimensional because it could be something Mm -hmm. as simple as like if you get into the whole ghost theory about the other side of like a ghost being actually like a thinning of the veil where you're seeing something in another dimension or another reality and they see you as a ghost possibly too it'd be the same shit with bigfoot maybe there's just random thinner spots in the veil they happen to be in the middle of the fucking woods which could be intentionally done and that's why they didn't build cities in specific areas Mm -hmm. um and maybe they just accidentally walk through and they're like fuck where am i and then they go back you know like after like another opening happens or maybe it's one of those things like they talk about in sci-fi movies where if something's in a reality it's not supposed to be in 
it'll get pulled back to that reality. So maybe yes. they walk into this and then when people claim that they just disappear, maybe it's dimensions, reality, whatever you want to call it, like correcting itself and putting that item back where it's supposed to be. Very good. Very good point. You know, and, and also, you know, if they are interdimensional to them, that's normal. You know what I mean? So they don't, they don't know any different. Whereas we're not. So to us, that's strange. I mean, we could be interdimensional. We just don't know it because we've been so trapped and in tune into this materialistic world where, you know, going into sleep at night could be interdimensional travel, but yeah, we've perceived it as sleep for so long. So we see it as just, you know, your brain just does things to preoccupy itself, whatever you want to call sleep, whatever your background comes from. But like, theoretically, that could be another dimension. We don't fucking know for sure because it's, yeah, it's in our dream. Very true. Yeah. And I love, oh man, I love having dreams. I had one the other night. Uh, that it involved a, uh, a friend that I, I haven't seen in a while. And, uh, he, he didn't die in the dream, but I witnessed like a wreck and I was calling for like nine one one and, and emergency responders. And he was too. And they kept denying it. And they're like, no, you, we, we can't dispatch to your location and this and that. And it, it was like, there was a focus on, on the emergency responder side, but he was like the main point in my dream that I was fo- supposed to focus on. And I kind of reached out to him where I told my wife this, the, you know, the other day, and she's like, you know, with your dreams and, and with the way, you know, you kind of are, you, have you, did you reach out to him? I said, no, you think I should? She's like, no, it wouldn't be a bad thing. You know, it, you, are you seeing something, you know, that might come to fruition or, or whatever, you know, you don't know how to interpret you know, dreams to a, to a T. So I did. And, you know, he, he's fine. And he, he's like, next time, you know, try and save me. I was like, well, you know, I'll, I'll try, <laughs> you know, but I can't, can't make any promises, but it, but it is, it's crazy how, how the dream state does work because it does feel like you're somewhere completely different. Dude, you want to talk about dreams? I had, okay. So I don't typically remember my dreams very often. I have one of those like watch things that like tells you about your sleep and I'm going kind of trying to study my sleep a little bit. And I've noticed that of course, everybody kind of knew this, but I had to kind of just see it physically for myself um, that when I smoke more weed before I go to sleep, that it never hits re- heavy REM. It just says light sleep for pretty much like eight hours. And then when I don't smoke weed before I go to bed, then I hit the heavy REM sleep and I actually remember my dreams. So this being said, I haven't even told my girlfriend this crazy ass vivid dream I had a week or two ago. Um but like I said, I don't normally remember my dreams and I got hit with this one hard as fuck. And it felt like a complete other reality. Like I was in that shit. I was fully aware I was in that shit and I was trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. Um, but it was a pretty long dreams. So I guess I'll just start from the beginning. I took some uh, little notes like everybody recommends the second I woke up. So I didn't forget any of it. Nice. So it's going to start off weird, but then it builds into just this like weird world. But so I'm just in this neighborhood and nothing's really happening yet. I'm just kind of standing there. I'm like, where, you know, doing the, like, where the fuck am I? But when you kind of come into a dream, it's kind of one of those things where you're not wondering like where you just were, you're just kind of in it and you're just kind of figuring out what's going on from then on out. And you're not really worried about like, Oh, I'm in a dream. You're just kind of in it, you know? So I'm walking down the street trying to figure out like what the fuck's going on. And there's this girl and another girl that were like, Hey, come over here. Like, just, just come in here, like hide in here. And I'm like, okay, like, well, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I guess I'll figure it out. Right. So I go into this house and I'm still trying to figure out like where the hell my girlfriend and my kids are at. And these two girls start like hitting on me, stuff like that. And I'm just kind of like, oh, like I'm not, not really into this. Like I'm trying to figure out where my family's at. And um, the one girl 
is like really, really trying. And I'm kind of just like doing the like nice rejection type thing. And then out of nowhere, this group of guys comes in and the dude starts like flipping out and shit saying like, oh. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Oh, this is my girlfriend. Like, who the fuck are you? Why are you here? Things like that. So then he, like, takes her into the bedroom, like, grabs her. She's, like, yelling and screaming. And, um... I remember her like him like trying to like take off her clothes and shit like that. And once I'm in the situation, there's like fucking six guys in the house. And as much as I like want to do something about the situation, you kind of have to risk assessment here, you know? So I'm like, all right, I need to get the fuck out of here. So I'm sure to like leave for the door. And one of the guys is like, where do you think you're going? I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to the bathroom. I do a quick turn real quick. And I uh, take off out of the fucking bathroom window. I'm like, all right, we're done with this situation. So then as I'm like running down the street, I call this part the takeoff as I wrote down in my dreams. Um, there's, all of a sudden, these like, I don't even know how to describe them. I don't want to say zombies, but just these like aggressive people because they're not like zombies, but they're just like aggressive towards people, like just attacking other people, kind of like a zombie movie, but they're not like decaying and shit. They're just like normal people, almost like mm-hmm. the crazies, almost kind of a thing. Right. And um, so I'm like, all right, like this is a fucked up situation. I need to figure out what the fuck's going on here. So I'm like, all right, let's go get some supplies. So I take off to fucking Walmart, ironically, and I'm wearing flip-flops in this dream and i'm just like all right these are not the shoes that i want to be wearing for the situation so i take off to the shoe aisle and i'm looking for fucking sneakers and i can't find sneakers i can only find like rain boots just fucking heavy ass clunky boots and i'm like these are awful for running and shit so i'm like all right fuck it i guess while i'm at Walmart, i'll get some survival tools so i go and grab like a backpack i start throwing a bunch of shit in um i go to like the beer aisle because i'm like fuck it if i'm here i'm gonna grab some alcohol so at least i got something because i don't know if i'm gonna ever be able to get weed again so i start grabbing cases of beer And when I open them, I crack the cans open and the whole top falls off and the whole inside is full of like dirt, debris and like shit and a bunch of gross stuff. And Mm. I ended up finding one 24 pack of Miller Lite. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll go with this one. And as I grab that, these three people come up and they're kind of like looking at me all suspect and shit, trying to figure out like what the hell is going on with me or something. And uh, they pretty much were like, "How how do I word it? They're like, you're, you're not, you're not falling for all this shit. Right. I'm like, what do you mean by that? They're like, we're pretty much, they're saying like they'd been infected, but they're not aggressive. Um, so they don't know what exactly is happening and they don't know if people are trying to do this shit intentionally as an excuse to be able to attack other people, but they're like, we're infected. If you want, you can stay with us and we'll protect each other and shit. But, uh, we're just like letting you know right off the bat. And you may also be infected too. And we are starting to think that maybe this is all just some kind of fucked up ploy. So I'm like, awesome. I guess I'll go with you guys, but help me find some fucking shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so I go up to the front of the store and I'm looking and I think it's weird as fuck that there's like half the people running out of the store with whatever shit they want, which was I was fully intending on doing. And then there's 
two aisles open where people are paying for shit. And I'm just like, bro, there's fucking deranged people outside attacking stuff and you're waiting in line to pay for shit. Like, why are these employees even here? They should be taking the fuck off out of here. So then I go into the front area about to go out the front door and they have like, you know, the big metal fucking zip down doors. I'm like, Mm -hmm. all right, so these people are acting like it's a normal store, yet they have the breakers up because they know there's some crazy shit going on outside. So then I look over to the side and um, I see that there's fucking like these like, I don't know how to explain them. They're, they almost look like water shoes. And mm-hmm. I was just like, all right, I guess this is better than nothing. So I put those on. I go out of the back door with this new group of people I have. And as I start running, I look down. I'm like, why the fuck am I wearing steel toe boots now? Like heavy as shit. I'm like, I was looking for something <laughs> light so I could run. Like, what the fuck is this shit? Um, so as I'm like paying attention to my shoes, there's all these random explosions that are happening in the sky. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like what? There's these deranged people there's this exploding shit going on in this guy like is this some kind of like government like havoc fucking thing going on or is there actually something happening here and then i hear somebody else that's like we need something to blow those things up before they hit us i'm like looking at the dude like what the fuck are you gonna grab are you gonna pull out like a fucking rpg like you're a normal citizen like what do you have (laughs) that can possibly blow shit up coming out of the fucking sky and just he's just like screaming and ranting about this and i'm like all right bro i'm not staying in this area because there's all this shit exploding in this guy so then i go off still again trying to find some more shoes um i end up going to target and i uh look in their beer aisle and again it's the same issue where it's all fucking everything just has is like the tops are falling off there's a bunch of nasty debris in it so then i look over and realize that there's like three bottles of like liquor left and i'm like all right i'm just gonna stock up on this shit while i can find it because i'm sure everybody else is grabbing this shit too so I, you know, stick that shit in my backpack. Um, I go to the shoe aisle and I end up finding these like shitty ass cheap Converse. And I'm like, all right, these are better than steel toes. So I put those on. Um, and then we go to leave that place. And as we go to leave that place, the fucking sky is turning into like the best way I can describe it is imagine like the sun coming closer to the earth where the whole sky just looks like it's like engulfed in fire. Mm hmm. And as soon as I saw the skull engulfed in fire, and I'm like, all right, it's time to run, but I don't know where I'm going to run to. I look down again, and I'm wearing steel toes again. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And then that's when I woke up, and I was just, like, confused as shit. And I'm, like, checking my feet. I'm like, I'm not wearing fucking steel toes. I go and look out my front window, and it was just weird timing that it was right when the sun was starting to come up, and the sky was, like, a pinkish-orange color. So I had, like, a Mm. temporary, like, half-mini panic attack before I fully, you know, because you're still kind of, like, dazed from the dream. Mm -hmm. And I had to, like, come back fully and be like all right no nothing's happening it's literally just the sunset like what the fuck am i thinking (laughs) oh man but yeah crazy as fuck vivid i'm sure there's a lot of symbology in that like the boots thing with the heavy feet i guarantee you that has something to do with it because it seems like it's like a subconscious thing about trying to escape but being weighed down kind of a thing Mm -hmm. um and then it kind of again made me wonder about everybody's talking about some crazy big shit that's going to possibly happen in october and i was hearing about that after i had this dream so then i was kind of wondering like you know, did one is my brain rationalizing something that could possibly be a possibility that could happen in October before I even realized it? Or two, is there more to this dreamscape that you don't realize? And maybe I had some type of future warning that I didn't know about, you know? Yeah. Now, when when you were dreaming and you were noticing these different events, like situations and what have you, did you know you were in a dream? Like, were you able to control certain parts of it? See, um, I don't know if I told you about the dream I had a long time ago where I was basically dream traveling, trying to find my girlfriend again, um, mm-hmm. where I kept going. Okay, so I guess I'll tell you this dream. So I went to sleep 
And normally I used to like dream travel, shit like that when I was a kid and I'd get sleep paralysis directly after. But there's been a few times where I've had very vivid dreams and I get sleep paralysis after. So it's kind of made me question if I left my body or not while I was sleeping or if it was just a dream. So this one particular time I didn't leave, I didn't have sleep paralysis after, but up until this dream, it was probably the most vivid dream I've ever had. And uh, pretty much I was trying to find my girlfriend and every single time I found her, it was like a different reality and she wasn't quite herself. And I knew she wasn't herself. So then I'd find somewhere to go to sleep and then it would just be this reoccurring cycle. And I did it, I don't know, a good handful of times when I finally woke up for real, I didn't know if I was awake for real. Cause I was so far into this dream and I'm not a very emotional guy, but like my eyes started watering and tearing up because I finally found my girlfriend again. And again, I didn't know if it was like a dream or not, but it was like, I don't know how to explain it. Like it was so vivid that you didn't even realize you were in a dream and you thought it was real life. And when you woke up from that, you were like, fuck, is this real life or was that real life? And I like to relate it to, I don't know, just like possible interdimensional different reality traveling that you may or may not be able to do when you're sleeping in your soul consciousness, whatever you want to call it, leaves your body. But uh moral of what I was trying to get with that story is that this dream felt very similar to that where it wasn't like I felt like I was in a dream, like I could control things. Like it felt just as real as real life to the point where when I woke up, I had to like double check myself to make sure that I wasn't still dreaming because mm. it was That's so crazy. intense and vivid, you know? Sounds like you, uh, you lucid dream more than you, you let on. Yeah. I, like I said, I don't always dream because I randomly like fall asleep on the couch and I smoke a lot of weed, but any night that I like get pretty much sober, before I fall asleep, I end up having these like crazy, weird, fucking vivid dreams that they're like vivid to the point. Like I was just telling you that story. I can tell you every detail down to like what the people looked like mm -hmm. and coming from somebody that normally doesn't remember shit about their dreams. And when I do remember a dream, it'll be like something will happen during the day and I'll remember a little flash. So it's weird that there's these random handful of dreams I'll have where it's like, I'll wake up and be able to tell you every detail from start to finish on what happened. And it's only, I think I've only had like four or five dreams in my adult life that are exactly like that, where even years later, since they've happened, I can still tell you every detail about them. And that's where I question like the dream itself on like what type of dream it was, like what actually was happening while I was dreaming Did my consciousness leave. Did I see another reality? Like just something different to it. It's not a normal dream, like how I would interpret them, you know? Right. Well, when we do fall asleep, I do know our bodies naturally re release DMT. And, and when you compare DMT experiences, you know, from, from people that they tell them, it's very similar to the dream state. Only obviously when they're taking a hit of DMT, it's going to be 10 times stronger. But I, I kind of believe where you're, you kind of come from is when, when we are dreaming, I think we are somewhere else. You know what I mean? And, and I brought this up with, uh, um, I think it's, it's Mr. X dreams. And, uh, I said to him, I said, what if reality is when we are dreaming and when we're awake, that is actually our sleep cycle. Dude, I've like, said that a million times too. And just like wondering if it's intentional, like they try to keep us in this materialistic world to make us feel like we're powerless because we may not be able to do anything in this reality, but in your dream reality, you can control you can whatever the anything. fuck you want and do whatever you want. So what's yeah. a good way to enslave the people is make them think that that's a dream and keep them hundred percent invested in this materialist materialistic physical reality. 
Have you talked to uh, Abby Johnson, the abstract dreamer? Fuck yeah, I love Abby. Okay. <laughs> um, she she had said something to me, and I haven't released that episode yet. That that episode, we exp- fucking bizarre shit happened during that that recording, and to I don't know if I ever told you, but like she was on she was involved in a in a roundtable that never got released. Some bad energy was flowing around. And was that the she, one that she said that there was another person that got mad at her for saying that she interpreted the other person's dream without their permission? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this guy has since um, kind of quelled his uh, interest with some podcasters, including myself, which I'm, I'm, I'm okay with. Um, but uh, right before she came on, um, you know, and I was like her first, uh, you know, podcast that she's done since and she's like she was going to give up on it and she's like no i'll give this you know a chance and what have you i think we and, did our podcast like a week or two apart because she said something pretty close to me that she'd only done like one or two since she'd been on my show and she wasn't sure so we probably yeah. got some got her within like the same week or two yeah so when i was waiting for her to come on i was i was getting so nervous like like i did when i like very first start like actually even a little bit more nervous than when i first started you know my podcast and i'm like what the hell i'm like dude i'm like come on man like this is just another episode why why are you getting so nervous like why am i nervous like i couldn't couldn't explain it and my wife wasn't home i think we did it on a saturday so i had i had the door closed like normal to keep the dogs out and you know they they were laying quiet and what have you and she comes on and all of a sudden i get this feeling and we start talking and, and she's like and now i explained to her you know i was like i don't know why i'm i'm got nervous and what have you and she goes you're an empath aren't you and i'm like yeah she goes you were picking up on my energy I, I was so so nervous and scared to to come on and i'm like holy shit and i told my wife this and then at one point during the interview um like i said my door was closed but if say it was open, it looked like something ran past the door down the hallway. And I, I looked over, I jumped, I mean, completely jumped and I was like, what the hell? And she saw, and she's like, I was like, you know, I explained to her, I was like, my door's closed. It looked like something just shot by, or, you know, like a, a figure. And I think we had recording issues and, and a whole bunch of other shit, but it, it, it was bizarre. But, you know, she, to get to my point, she told me to always um, and I, I've been trying this, you know, in my dreams, because I, 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 I dream frequently almost every night, always look for my hands. And when I see my hands to try and control other parts of the dream and it's fun. I don't know. I, I love it. It's, it's, it's just, I don't know. I, I look forward to going to sleep to have a dream. You so do I. That's why I intentionally try not to like smoke weed certain times. But it's funny you mentioned her with the empath thing, because after we finished up our episode, she said something pretty similar to me. Um, not from like a nervous feeling or anything like that, but she was just kind of saying, like, ask me because she said she could like pick it up on me. So it's kind of crazy how empaths can pick up on other empaths mm-hmm. and we all know about each other kind of a thing. And it's like that just, again, kind of gives it some stable ground to stand on that there is something to it, you know? Yeah. And and even with my uh, uh, booking for talk at the tavern, like I try to pick people that I know their energies are going to flow good together, you know, where they're I mean, I don't care if an argument breaks out, I, I, you know, so be it, but that's not, you know what I mean? I just want to get people that, that can mesh and can flow and, or, or somebody that 
kind of like you can mesh with anybody. It doesn't matter who the guest is. And, uh, but I'm the bad guy though. Remember (laughs) you are the bad guy. Hey, yo, but we should just start calling you Scott Hall. Yeah, there you go. Give up Shane Jones and just go by Scott Hall. You start start with carrying a toothpick in your mouth. <laughs> oh, before we get too far off topic from it, I got to ask this. So the Abby episode that you did, <clears throat> would you say that the thing you saw in the hallway resembled like a shadow person? Mm-hmm. So, it was a dark shadow figure that, that ran by. I have a tie to... <clears throat> shadow people, whatever you want to call them, from the time I was like a kid with my whole like dream traveling astral mm-hmm. projection, whatever you want to call it. But kind of weird that I did an episode, that episode with Abby, and I mentioned it to her after the show that when we started talking about basically like shadow type people, things like that, that I kept seeing moving shadows in my front room, which is a weird thing that I've noticed because in my front room, I have the heavy, thick light blocking curtains. So mm-hmm. there's no light that comes in from outside. It's completely pitch black in that room and I have a nightlight. And That's... I see shadows move past the nightlight whenever I start getting deep into the shadow people's conversation. So okay. that being said, I think it's one of those things that like maybe they're tied to certain people. Maybe they're interested in certain people. Um, <clears throat> and they, when you start talking about them, they kind of say like, Hey, you know, we're here, but I've always kind of viewed it as I get, there's a bunch of different views on shadow people. I mean, the same as normal people, like not every single person has the same attention. You know, everybody right. has, some people are good. Some people are bad. But my theory on it from all the information that I've gathered, I don't know if it's a commonly said thing or not, but my view on it is I feel like shadow people are the people that live in this space called the void. And the void is referenced in the Bible. Um, It's referenced through a lot of different things. And it's just like this essentially like a dark dimension, essentially. So I have just this hankering that these shadow people are from that dimension and just because they're shadow people doesn't necessarily mean that they're like dark and shadowy it just may be right. like that's their existence that they exist in and they're not carbon-based creatures but when they come to this reality hoping probably that it doesn't scare people as much um they try to like take the form of something familiar in this reality and in turn ends up scaring the shit out of people now are shadow people and, and the hat man pretty much one and the same or are they two different people because i've had a hat man experience too um, it depends on who you ask, but um, a lot of people will refer to them as the same thing. Um, okay. From my experience of just doing some research on shadow people, um, there's like the standard shadow people, which are just, you know, the outline shape. Uh, there's the hat men. Uh, there's the ones that have like glowing eyes, usually red. Um, my mm-hmm. experience with that one is I used to see one that had green eyes. Um, and then there's what are they called? The, the like crawler or like wisps or anything like that, where they're mm-hmm. like a shadow person, but they like. And you can see them clearly, but they like move fast where you can't fully like make out what they are. But they're that's just, like, exactly what shadows. I that's what I saw when I was recording with Abby. Like that's it just what went. It was. Poof. I think and, there was. And a I fifth look type. over and I'm, my door was fucking closed. Like I'm like I jumped. I literally thought somebody was running down my hallway and and ran ran past. And my like all these thoughts went through my head. I'm like, why aren't my dogs alerting? Why why didn't I hear this person come in? You know, and and I and I'm like the door's closed i'm like what the fuck did i just see dude you want to talk about one of the creepiest shadow people experiences i don't know if i mentioned on the show that we were on but um just this was one that wasn't just me seeing it there was another person seeing it so that's why i mentioned the story um my girlfriend and i used to go urban exploring and we used to go to this place called northville uh psychiatric hospital and that has a whole awful backstory to it where supposedly it was built on native american ground i don't think it was burial ground but it was like tribe ground Mm-hmm. Um, so there's already that, um, 
<clears throat> and then there's just, you know, mental patients that would get abused at this place. Like there were stories that I was reading into where pretty much like they would escape and they would just pretty much like chase them down and fucking net them and bring them back essentially. Because Jeez. it's like on a campus where there's grounds. Cause it's not just one hospital. There's like dorm buildings. There's like a gym building. It's the whole fucking campus. And they ended up tearing it down recently because there's all these weird cases where people get falling down the elevator shafts, even though they were pretty much closed. Um, and then there's also just this whole weirdness to it where there's these things called the tunnels underneath that everybody calls. And they pretty much are like these tunnels that interconnect a bunch of things through the city of Northville. And you can like follow these tunnels and go fucking miles, but they're pitch fucking black. And so one day we decide like, Hey, we've explored this whole fucking place. We have it all mapped out. Um, you know, let's check out the basement. Cause we've never done that before. So I go down to the basement. I'm like, of course, the first one, because it's my girlfriend, her friend, and I'm the only guy. So, of course, I'm the one in the front. You know how that goes. Oh, yeah. Um, you got fucking, you got fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I get down to the basement. There's this big, like, cut out hole into like a wall. And I go into that area. And as I go into that area, there's like this, like, metal, girdy, like, buggy type fucking mm -hmm. thing, like, you know, you see at a hospital. And I hear a voice from the side there's nothing there but it just says run and as i hear that there's this tall thing that stands up best way to describe it from let's see what what do people refer to it as uh like a wraith i think that's the word they use a, a rake a rake that's it yeah where it's flesh is almost like it looks like it's never seen sun it's like that really it's like, like translucent white translucent yeah mm -hmm. and when i say it has long black hair i didn't mean like all over its body like on the top of its head long black hair but like scraggly dirty greasy looking and i just saw the back of this thing stand up and as i saw that i just fucking took off the girls start chasing after me they don't know what the fuck's happening and uh as we're like running away my girlfriend's just like taking pictures and stuff which i did send you i believe those pictures at one point um of just that weird ominous dark oh, yeah, 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 yeah. so later on that night we get home <clears throat> and it's just my girlfriend and i um she we had like a bedroom that we shared upstairs at her uh at her parents house and mm -hmm. we come downstairs and she walks into the kitchen i'm sitting at the base of the stairs or standing at the base of the stairs and we both make eye contact with this very thick obvious body shaped dark figure just sitting on the fucking couch and she walks right past it, staring at it. It was just like that shock of fear that she didn't know what to do. She, she just continued what she was doing. And then we both like look at each other and look back. And then the dark shadow is gone. And both of us were like, you saw that, right? And we hadn't seen it again. But we were wondering if one, it was a shadow person. Because it was like pure definition of a shadow person. But then it also makes me wonder if it's the same thing that we saw at Northville if it's something connected to that thing that we saw at Northville, or if it was a whole separate thing that may have followed us back from Northville. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I don't know. I, uh, this, this stuff intrigues me. I, I think I mentioned it um, when I was a guest on your show, but a couple of weeks ago, um, I was, I was sleeping. It was, it was like a Saturday or something and it was really early in the morning. I, and I forget exactly what time, but I mean, it, two, three, four, something like that. And I remember like all of a sudden, like, you know how, like when you close your eyes, when you're outside in the sun, you can still see that, that orange or whatever. Mm. And I'm like, I'm laying there. I'm like, man, the sun's bright. Why is it shining in? In I have the curtains closed and whatever. And I looked up and my ceiling lights on. Now we have a ceiling fan. So in order to turn this light on, you have to pull a chain. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I reach up and I pull the chain and it turns <laughs> off. I go back to bed. 
wake up and I tell my, my wife and she's like, you know, uh, this shit's been kind of happening a little bit since you've, you've talked to Zachary and I, I smudged my room and he was the, uh, high, the wizard, right? Or what's, mm. what was his title called? High wizard. Yeah. 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 So, uh, highly recommend yeah. any listeners. that haven't heard that episode of ghosts to go and listen to it. Cause it's probably one of my personal favorite episodes that he's done. Highly well, recommend it. Very well, off you. the wall. Very strange. And after the end of it, dude, I've been looking at random thrift stores, everything, trying to find one of these gold fucking wizard coins just so I can yeah. have one. <laughs> yeah, he ne- he ne- well he, he 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 didn't have his video on, but he he never really told me what exactly that. Yeah, I mean, he kind of described it, but I never got to you know physically see one. And he, I asked him if he had any, and he was like, "No, I don't, I don't have any of those anymore." But see, it's one of those things too that it's so diluted with the word wizard that you try mm-hmm. to look it up and what you find online is like fucking Dumbledore on a gold coin, Merlin on yeah. a gold coin. Like I'm sure it's done intentional so that you can't find exactly what you're looking for, you know? Yeah. Because it's like such a generic like wizard, like high wizard coin. Like what do you think is going to pop up? It's not going to be fucking the shit you're really looking for. <laughs> no, not at all. And, but like in, in other small little things have been going on now. My daughter's been having... I think a little bit of parent paranormal activity in her apartment. Uh, I first went over there when she first moved in, went to open the the attic door and I, I was immediately hit with a, a rush of energy of no, do not go up there. So I don't just shut the door and, and walk away. And I was the only one that picked up on it. Do you think that's like a paranormal interaction or do you think it's an empath interaction? Because the more that it's a little bit of both because I described had... it, I feel like it's more empath that like, you can't just judge people, but you can also judge entities, and, so to speak. You yeah. Know? Energy in, in whatever form. You know what I mean? Because I've had um, paranormal encounters. I've seen ghosts, you know, when I was younger and, and what have you. So I don't know. And then lately, um, she's been telling me some of these dreams she's been having. And her dog, her her pup, yeah, he's still a puppy, um, will just stare at the closet and kind of growl. And he's a... He's not even a growly type of dog. This dog is like the most lovely dog I've ever seen in my life. Um, and she's been having these dreams where it's almost like she's experiencing an old hag where she's scared to be caught by this old lady that's in the apartment. Like, she, And in her dream, she's in her apartment and she's trying to hide from this this old lady. And it's weird. Is it like sleep paralysis almost kind of old hag? Like is she had she like don't... a sleep paralysis and had it like try to sit on her chest or anything? No. That's the only part that doesn't fit the old hack. Um, that kind of reminds me of like a, like, how do I word it? Like, I guess you could say like a spirit of like a witch almost. I feel like a lot okay, of people, yeah. res- like if it's not one that's trying to sit on your chest, but it has that look, I always mm-hmm. seem to relate it to like, yeah, like a, like a ghost or whatever you want to call it, a supernatural entity forming, manifesting of some type of like witch or witch type being. Yeah. And, and, and the only reason I used old hag is that was the the closest thing I could find to kind of like tell her about it. And and she's like, well, it didn't sit on me or hold me down. I didn't have any paralysis or anything like that. I was like, okay, so, you know, but w- what you're saying makes more sense. You should look and, up and show her some of the pictures of like the old school, old school renditions of like witches, like the ones where they used to be just dirty, grimy, naked in the woods. Yeah. Because that kind of fits that description, you know? Yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to mention that to her, but I don't know. It, it, I, I, I love looking into this shit. It, it's, it's weird. You know what I mean? That, that, you know, e- even when I started my podcast, you know, I used to listen to, to, uh, to the confessionals a lot. I still do. 
I thought about calling in and being a guest and I was like, you know, I've only had a handful, you know, I tell my wife and my kids the whole story in like 15 minutes, but after being on a guest on like other podcasts and they want to hear the stories and what have you, next thing you know, I'm sitting there talking for almost an hour straight on it. And it's like, well, shit, I, I guess if I'm in the right setting and, and new people are asking questions, you know, we get down and we get funky with it, but you know, it, it, it it's neat. I don't know. I never thought you never look back on your experiences as in you just chalk them up to normal because that's what you saw and you've just adapted and overcame and you know, you go through life. It's that podcaster thing where it's like, you get better at telling stories. I think that's kind of what, what helps with it too, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> and, um, like <clears throat> you just got to hope that in the process of that, that not you, of course, but just in general, that when people start, expanding on the story that they don't start expanding on details too in the process you know yes because there are certain things um and this happened on the tavern uh the one time when i we it got brought up about uh the the entity attachment that uh, spirit attachment that i had uh for a little bit in high school and joe from legit bat was like what's the name and i typed it to him and as soon as i typed it and hit enter fucking zoom just froze and, and it booted me out or, or booted no it didn't boot me out but it just froze hard and then it, then it kicked back up and, and came back on ron weed was there he was like holy shit you just did that and this happened and i was like that's why i don't speak her name i don't know the story you got to tell me the story and <sighs> we just got to test it out at the end when we finish up the show before we're about to leave out you got to say the name and see if anything happens <laughs> oh i'm not saying her name fuck no <laughs> well let's see what what does it rhyme with just so that i can try to figure it out oh because I'm, I'm, you got me, you got me definitely intrigued now. <laughs> it kind of rhymes with mighty. With what letter starting it? Uh, that you'll have to figure out on your own. Figure, you know, it's like saying it indirectly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, because I don't know. I worked, I worked kind of hard to, to, to get, get rid of her for, you know, a while. Like it didn't follow, she didn't follow me when I was in the Air Force, but when I came back, she was, she was around again. And, and long story short, she, you know, she used to do cool things. She'd turn red lights green and, you know, make, make kids fall at the skating rink. You know, it, it, it could have all be happenstance and coincidence. Who knows? But, uh, playing but if with it's Ouija, like a, like a manifestation of your subconscious that manifests in this reality. <laughs> it, I like that idea, but what she ended up doing after playing with a Ouija board and killing someone's dog, it would not be a manifestation of what I would want. You know, you what I mean? tell me the story now, because now I'll I have, now I really want to know from the beginning. I'll have to come on your show and, and, and <laughs> we'll, we'll get down and jiggy with it. Hey, maybe we can run a uh, solo episode of Bizarre Encounters. We will talk about our own encounters. We're just us two on an episode, too. There we go. We could we could do that. That that <clears throat> tech. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. You know, and hell that 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 hat man that, that I was telling you about, I think I mentioned it on your, on your episode. I completely forgot about it until I did an, uh, an episode with my cousin. And I remembered certain parts of my stay with my cousin and my aunt and uncle that he forgot, you know what I mean? And, and he remembered that and he's like, dude, I totally forgot. My mom was playing with a Ouija board and wasn't even touching it. And it was moving. And I was like, dude, I totally forgot about this hat man with a cowboy hat and a long duster standing in the bunkhouse. Why, after we were scared shitless of, of being in the tent down in the field, hearing horses and looking out and there's a glowing horse, you know, running by on the other side of the Creek freaked us the fuck out. We were like, what the fuck? So, <laughs> Random thought that I was just thinking of while you're saying that. So 
obviously you can like buy old grimoires like reprinted right mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you can buy ouija boards shit like that right mm-hmm. so is it the fact that the people that are creating these things and like making them easily accessible are one they just see it as like a fun game and they don't believe that there's anything to it or is it a thing where they're intentionally putting them out hoping that people will do them and have things that attach to them or is it option three that they create these things hoping that normal people won't get into them just to make them more easily accessible for the people that they feel like should have them i'll take option four all of the above alex it's kind of a weird thing to think about because it's it like, is. why now, is it that you could go to Toys R Us when that was still open and buy yeah. fucking six different versions of a Ouija board? Mm-hmm. And well, and the Ouija board that I ended up playing with. <laughs> well, where do I start? I'm bad shit. What you read in the covenant is cap. I was bred by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. Another sapien that's on the globe. Lost cold, looking for the direction, but don't nobody know. The only bit of insight that they ever sold me, I've been start to find out, doesn't really hold. Every highfalutin piece of shit hidden in a tie, high motives to align goals. Cheating on your wife, my ties at the ninth hole. Someone gotta die, they don't care, they itemize souls. Tit jobs from Botox to light bulbs, light bulbs in my head of where I might go. I'm on a tightrope, walking the sedge. And I've been wondering if anyone loves me, shit And I've been wondering if anyone loves me, yeah Fuck And I've been wondering if, look I've been hopping down this rabbit hole for quite some time To find lines that connect through to all their lies They normalize a real life poltergeist To trust Pfizer with a remedy to make you right The thought's sick I take a chance and roll my dice Because something in my stomach isn't sitting right I want a soul search, find a place to bring in light But I can't cause Fuck I'm bad shit, what you read in the covenant It's cap You were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it, we bat shit What we read in the covenant, it's cap We were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it I want the power to shake shit and shift shape Tap into pineal eye without a mistake We have the power to live right and get straight But they found a way to remove this, they bitch made Hey. Keep on calcifying glands with your flow ride while I flow ride the valor of rhyme. I'm flying high by the seat of my pants. A beat speaking to me, know I'm talking back every chance. Hoping one day I make it overseas or to France. But in the Northwest, I trip without a traveling band. Yeah. And that's word to my cat plug. I'm higher than giraffe puss. Look what the cat drug in. Now I'm scribbling this rap in the bathtub. At midnight, I don't fill it up with the tap cup. Soaking in my cannabis suds. Anything for a buzz. Reclaim my residue inside of a dab jug. Peel through a fat stash, burning the last snug. I picture this dimension I don't want to come back from. But here I am, still stuck in the bathtub. My brain fried, but honestly, I'm fine. I'd rather not have one. I'm batshit. I'm fucking bad shit, and it's your fucking fault. It's their fault. Straight up. I'm done. I'm bad shit, what you read in the covenant. It's cap. You were fed by the government. 
fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. Enough of it. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc